like you let's sing it once again oh there is none like you song it's a song especially young people sang one time but I like it so much and I think the power of your love if you can uh, sense the young people maybe they certainly know that song Lord I come to you let my heart be changed oh renew oh flowing from the graves that I found in you. Lord, I've come to know the weaknesses I see.
Lord, don't veil my eyes. Lord, don't veil my eyes. Oh, let me see your face. Oh, to face the knowledge of your Jesus Christ, we glorify your name, we praise you, we thank you. We thank you for the power of God, the power of your love, the love that is unconditional, that you loved us, Father, before the foundation of the world. Father, Lord, the prophet says your love is elective, oh God, we thank you for that love. We can never make that love greater or that love less, or you always loved us, Father, to begin with. Lord, that's why we are here. That's why we respond to your word. That's why, Father, we love you in return because you are the one who loved us first. Father, that the desire in our heart to draw closer to you, to draw nearer to you, Father. Every time, Lord, we want to express our love back to you. Oh, Lord, may you come and let that love of God, the perfect love of God, come into our heart, Father. We want, Father, to be really immersed in that fountain of the love of God. Make that a reality more and more, Father, as we are journeying on this earth, Father. Lord, we give you the glory and the honor. We thank you, Father, for this opportunity you have given us to fellowship around the revealed word of the hour. Father, we recognize that we are nothing. There is no higher, there is no lower. Only you are the highest among us, Father. Lord, in this youth meeting, the youth meeting, fathers, we gather around the revealed word of the hour. Precious Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless each and every one. Those who are present here and those who could be streaming, Father, may you bless them. Let the word of God, Father, speak to our heart. Lord, we realize, Father, that the age doesn't have any difference. 
Father, the word of God speak to the eagles, Father, from the very young age to the old, the old age, Father. We want us to be under the atmosphere of the Holy Ghost this evening, Father. We thank you, we love you, we appreciate you, Father. We have no word of our own. We thank you, Father, that we can all take from the inspiration, from the word that has been given to us, the revealed word of the hour, Lord. We love you and appreciate you, Father. I pray that you help me to put myself aside. God, that will speak to the people, Father, to be a word of encouragement, whatever direction you want to lead, Father. If it any gets to go beyond my notes, Father, let it be so, and let the glory be for you, let the glory be given to you and to you only. Father, thank you for the musicians, thank you for Brother Anthony. Thank you, Father, for each one who can come here with this lick of fire, Father, to glorify your name. We love you and appreciate you in Jesus Christ, and we pray. Amen. Thank you, my dear brother. Bless you richly. Thank you, musicians, and uh, all of you. Greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Today, I've been asked to to share a moment with the young people, and uh, I hope it's okay with you. <laughs> Amen. I hope it's okay, and. Uh, so I want to share that. It's a privilege for me to do so. Um, I think it's only young people, and uh, it's just, uh, but you still get a little bit nervous because it's still the word of God that you have to take with, uh, with, uh, with love and with precaution and everything. And just, uh, so I was thinking about that, that on the other side, we, we're all going to have the same age. Here, maybe a little bit a different age, but on the other side, it will be a very big, big youth meeting. Yeah. So in reality, there's no difference. As long as you are son of God, a daughter of God, age has no importance. We're all feeding from the same word of God. And I just want to say that it's an honor for me to do so. I hope it will be an encouragement. Thank God for the services. I'll keep you long for a while, but... Um, Services on Sunday, Brother Twain, fair, it's been a blessing. Amen. And really spoke to my heart. His as ministry has always been an encouragement, and the way God uses him, can never imitate him. It's just a special. So thank God for that. And it's a blessing. Thank you, Brother Maxwell, for Wednesday. It's a masterpiece once again. Talita Kumi won't rise. It's a time of resurrection. Amen. Time, it's time of life. Life is back. Where is life, where the light is, darkness cannot stay. Thank God for that. Just want to say I appreciate all the efforts of the brothers, Brother John, for the burden, for the services, for the good services that God is using him. For Brother Maxwell stepping in, it's been a great blessing for you. you can all testify to us. Thank God for Brother Andrew, for sure, for taking care of you. And uh, no, he has, uh, has almost the same number of kids that I have, but still finds time <laughs> and energy and all that. God bless him richly. You don't maybe understand how much he's putting into it, but one day, either on this side or when you have your own, you realize that he was really putting a lot than what you see here. God bless him, bless his wife that is taking, uh, that making that sacrifice as well to allow him to be with you. 
and uh, we are glad that we don't hear all the dialogues they're having behind. But may God bless them richly. And uh, I told him once, he, he brings solid food to you. It's good. It's not. Uh, sometimes you think, oh, young people, it's uh, let me soft, and but he gives real solid food. And uh, sometimes we ask him to preach that to all the ones because it's so precious. And uh, thank God for that. That uh, through his ministry, you have you have grown a lot. And thank God for that. And just want to say I appreciate all of you. You are a great source of inspiration for us. For the believers, and uh, you are the best young people. God bless you richly. Say that not only to flatter you, but uh, it's really true. You're all amazing. It's a blessing. When I was a teenager, I didn't have this opportunity that you have to have a youth meeting. I wish I had them, but uh, only when I get a little bit older, I start participating in the youth meeting, and I've always said, oh, I wish when I was a teenager, I had friends and the message gather around the word of God and uh, encourage one another instead of uh, people of the world. Though they were good, but you know they don't have the same standard as Christians. So may God bless you and thank you for that. So if we keep you long, I just want to go to the word of God now. Let's go to 1 Samuel 3. Samuel 3, read 1 to 3, but actually just the first one, because that's one I really want to emphasize. And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. There was no open vision. We're talking about open vision. Then let's go to Act 1, 8. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and in all Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. May God bless his word. You can have your seat. I'll invite you to go to Isaiah 6. It's a longer reading, so I can allow you to sit down. Isaiah chapter 6 says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple above it, stood the seraphims, each one had six wings, with twenty covered his face, with twenty covered his feet, and with twenty did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. 
And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongues from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this had touched thy lips, and thy iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go with us? Then said I, Here I am, send me. May God bless his word. Thank Brother Nathan for taking also the, the portion of the, of the, the service. It was good. The promises of God never change. Amen. God is as good as his own word. Because God is eternal, can never change. His word can never change. Amen. You can rely on his own word. It's better to stay on the word of God than on anything else. You can trust God more than anything else. You can trust God than your own senses because God is the word of God. You can rely on the word of God and can never fail. Thank you, Lord. Praise be to God. I just want to be myself, amen? I cannot change. I just want to be myself. I want to talk this evening with you the word of God. I'll share with you the word of God. I want to talk about an open vision. Initially, I thought, say, Lord, give me an open vision. And there's a subtitle, Lord, I want to be a convinced witness. I don't know if it's not working. Lord, I want to be a convinced witness. We know what a witness is. A witness is an individual who, being present, is dictionary giving, is an individual who, being present, personally sees. I like that. Personally sees and perceives a thing, he has to be personally seeing it and perceiving it, is a beholder, is an eyewitness, is a person that affords evidence, a person that gives testimony as in a court. I like that description, that it has to be a person who himself sees it or hears, amen? Well, let me tell you that you cannot go to the court of law and be a witness unless yourself you are convinced of the testimony you are going to give in the court. You cannot be in the court and say, you know, I think this, I think this, I'm not sure about my testimony. You know, man, let me check, maybe you know, someone else can come and maybe tell me a little bit, it can be a, a better testimony than what I have. No, you have to be convinced about your testimony and you have to know what you are saying in the court. That's why as a witness, you have to be a convinced witness. You have to be persuaded about your testimony that you are going to give yourself. And uh, you have to be an eyewitness. You have to be the person who have seen the thing. You have the evidence that you have seen it or you have the evidence that but you heard it yourself. You can't rely on what someone else is telling you. It has to become a personal testimony. Amen? You cannot bring to a court I think something that someone has tell you from something and another experience of a long time, but it has to be a reality of what yourself you went through. This court of the prophets touched me, and as he said, is God has never been without a witness. 
He has always, and now here I want you to get to this real close. The prophet says, God has never at any time been without a witness. On earth, he has always had at least one man he could put his hands on and say, that's my witness. It's come down to one man one time, and he says Job was his only witness, and Abraham in the land, but God is a witness, somebody is going to witness for God somewhere, amen. Let's think about it. If God has always had a witness, and sometimes it can come to a certain time that at a certain place, God has only one person at that place to be the witness at that place. Think about it if you have to be in Edmonton here. Think about it that God says, you know, in Edmonton, I have one witness. Can you yourself identify to that witness, says God, it's me that witness. If there is only one witness in Edmonton, I'm that witness. And that's why I want God to come to the experience where you don't have to look at anybody else. You look at your personal experience with God and realize, God, I want to be that witness. If it has to be one person, I want to be that one person completely dedicated, be a witness for God, who's standing on God's promises, who know that God is still here. I want to be that witness. I pray that it's a desire for each and every one of us. God, make me that witness. In this time of Laodicea, in this time of filthiness, in this time of corruption, I want to be that witness who is standing on the word of God that the word of God can never fail. I want to be that witness who can stand upon your promises as we heard that your promises can never fail. I want to be that witness who realize that, God, I can take you at your own word. It's not me going with my own word. It's me going with your word. That's where we want. That's what the prophet says, and really what the prophet says, in court, a witness has to know something. Just anybody can come in and be a witness. It's God to be somebody who knows something. And that's the way it is when we are witnessing for the Lord. It takes somebody who knows something. Can't be the witnesses if you don't know something. And if you don't know something yet, let me tell you, let it be a burden in your heart. Lord, I want to know something that I can testify about. All of these people, why are they so excited about this thing? What, what makes them excited? Lord, I want that thing that excites them to become also reality for me, Lord. says, in the court, there is two kinds of witnesses that will stand at eye and ear. You have to be right there close to really know that you are talk, what you are talking about before you can be a witness. You have to hear it. You have to see it before you can be a witness on a severe case in the court. And I believe that we are living in a time where the enemy is trying to, we don't know what is going in the other realm. There are many things, maybe conversation going in the other realm. God is telling, you know, you see my son there. You see my daughter there. The devil is maybe telling them, oh no, that is, let me, you know the experience of Job. There was a trial discussion going on. God is proud of real witnesses. God likes real witnesses. 
The prophet says, you can't say, Miss so-and-so told me, or Mr. so-and-so, Reverend so-and-so told me, he is a witness, but you are not a witness. You need to come to the point, end of God. You need to come to the point where you say, it's me now having this experience, and I'm telling you because I know that I know that I know. I want the word of God to challenge us a little bit this evening. Is it okay if the word of God challenges us a little bit? I like when the word of God challenges us a little bit, you know, to come out from the comfort zone that we are used to being, and the word of God pushes us a little bit. Oh God, I need to be shaken a little bit. So therefore, no man can exactly witness to the resurrection of Christ, prophet says, only by the Holy Spirit you have to be a personal witness yourself. Being there, knowing something about it, knowing what you are talking about. They can't witness until they have an experience. And when they have an experience, then they become a witness automatically because they are born again. Witnesses in 53. You can't be a witness without the Holy Ghost. You can't be a witness without a new birth. You need an experience of a new birth. You need to be born again. You need the reality of it. Otherwise, it's just someone telling you. It's an experience, a religion of parents, a religion of, of friends. It's not your personal thing. Oh, I've heard that before. It didn't do me anything. You know, but once you have that personal experience of God, oh, it's mine. Oh, it's my word. How you can say the word of God, the word of God says so, the word of God says so because you are part of the word of God. It's my word too. God's word becomes my word. Amen. In order to be a witness in these days, you need to have a personal open vision. Open vision is the direct word to you. Open vision I'm taking the sense of the prophet saying, I could read a little bit of code, maybe I can give you a background of this. Open vision, the sense I want to talk to you is, yes, you read the word of God, but it needs to become clear to you. It needs to become an open vision to you. It needs to become a reality to you. Not an obscurity, not darkness, not something that you are questioning about. It becomes a reality to you. You know, sometimes you can... oh. I had a friend of mine who called me and he's reading the word of he's reading the word of God. It's an old friend. It's an old, not even old. I was friend to his to his brother, older brother. But he was younger, but he was observing, observing our life and everything. Twenty or twenty-five years later, he calls me, he found my number, he calls me. I want to talk to you about Brother Branham. So really? Out of the blue, Brother Burnham, yes. And he started asking me questions. You don't see things there. You, do you see the... So, uh, I'm hesitating a little bit. He is the one telling me, I need help. I, I'm reading, but I see like he's, there is confusion here and here. I'm telling you, you know what? I read the same thing that you are reading. I don't see any confusion. It's so clear. <laughs> Amen. May God bless him. Keep him in prayer. Pray that God really touches his heart, but... Prophet says, the same message, 53, witnesses. I want you to notice God wants his witnesses to be stern. Not a witness today and wishy-washy tomorrow. Not a witness on Sunday, but on the other day is not a witness. 
Not a witness only on special meetings. No, I want to be a witness all the time. I want to be a Christian all the time. I want to be a testimony to match the word of God all the time. In the ups and downs, I want my testimony to be up. Amen. Always with God. I want an open vision. I want a witness. I want to be a witness for God. That's why it's important to say, God, give me the revelation of the open vision. Give me an open vision. Amen. The prophet says, and they hear his voice says, There stood the big pillar of fire before him, and a voice coming from it said, I'm Jesus, who you are persecuting. He's talking to Paul. Saul at that time, your man made teaching was being wrong. What was it? There was an open vision. The word of God was made real. Brethren, that what we need today is some more like that. We need where the word of God becomes real. I hope by God's grace this evening, just to give you that desire in your heart. Maybe I'm just talking to one person. But God, I want the word of God to become real. I want it to become open. I want it to become, I don't, I don't want to hesitate. Maybe I'm struggling with this. Maybe I'm struggling with this. Lord, let today be the day when I have an open vision with you. That I can say, Lord, from that day I've become different. From that day the word has become a reality. From that day I can't look to someone else. I look to you, Lord. From that day, you have become my personal Savior, my personal Lord. Yes, I've been in the message for many years, but Lord, I want something more real. Moses was raised in the same, in the message, we can say on our time, was raised in the message, church, on the message, church, on the message house, I would say, raised by a message mother. But he realized that what he has been learning all this time couldn't match the challenge of that time. He needed to have an open vision. He needed to have an experience where what, it, what has been taught to him, although knowing that he will be the one who will be fulfilling the promise of God, but he needed to have an experience with God. He needed to have a burning bush experience. He needed to have an open vision experience. He needed to have what the word has been taught to him to become a reality in his life. Lord, give us an open vision. Lord, make me a true witness. Once he had that experience, as we know the Bible, then he becomes a different person. It's the same Moses who ran away from Egypt, but the one who was returning back to Egypt was a different Moses who had a personal experience with God. He could match Pharaoh whatever he had. He knew that God was backing up his own word. This is what has been promised by Abraham. Now it is my life, Pharaoh. You have to let them go. That's what we need to tell the devil sometimes. You know, you know, he can put you down, put down here and there, but sometimes you need to realize, now my word of God has become real. The same thing that I've been reading a few years, but now when I read it, it becomes a reality for my life. Satan, you have no place in my life. Satan, you cannot keep me bound. Satan, you have to take it and loose it me because I'm a son and daughter of God. When an open vision comes in your life, your life becomes different. As the prophet says, for Saul, it was the same thing. It was there here and here and reading the same Bible that the disciples were reading. 
But one time when he met that pillar of fire, he had an open vision. He realized that, oh, the one, those people, the same people I'm persecuting, they actually represent the Lord Jesus Christ. He became a different person. What, came in, what kept him going all along his life was actually that vision that he had, that experience that he had that he could relate to and realize that I've not been disobedient to that open vision all my life, what has kept me along my walk was that open vision experience there that I can cling to. Amen. May God give us an open vision. Like the prophet. Sorry for shouting. I'm a, I'm a shouting minister. Like the prophet William Branham. When he had a vision of the translation on the other side, he says, from that time, I was a different person. From that time, I couldn't fear death anymore because something real has happened to me. Something more powerful has happened to my life. I was not afraid of any death anymore. I know that in order to go on the other side, we need perfect love. We need the love of God in our life. Amen. As he had another vision of the preview of the bride, and he could conclude, I will not compromise to the word of God. I will not compromise to the word. Was he compromising before? No. But still, when something became more real in that angle, he could make that decision more again and says, Lord, I will not compromise with the word of God. I will stay with the word of God. Let it be this, maybe this evening. Yes, I know, I know, I know the word of God, but Lord, I want this evening, God, that you can open the word of God to me and I can realize I cannot compromise on your word of God anymore. I've been a bit me loose here. I've been maybe leaving things here. I've been letting things going here and here. Maybe I would not be fervent or diligent as I was before, but from today, Lord, make it an open vision for me that I will not compromise on your word of God anymore. I want to walk with you closer than never before. I want my life for you to become greater than never before, Lord. I want to become so close to you as never before. Open vision. Brothers and sisters, we need an open vision. Need an open vision to realize that you can't be a slave of the world. You are a heaven-bound person. You have to have an open vision like Job had an open vision. When an other open vision has been faithful, but one time God got an inspiration and God opened the vision to him. He realized that not, I'm not only a man from, the, from this earth, I'm from eternity. Because God asked him that question, where were you? Where were you when the morning stars were singing? Where were you? God is bringing me back to eternity. That's where you need to look back to. No matter what you are going through, brothers and sisters, look back to where you come from. God, I come from you. I'm returning back to you. I'm a son and daughter of God. Don't let yourself be bound by anything. The prophet says, talking about Elisha, are you with me this evening so far? Amen. Says, when God called man, says, God, may many of them be standing present now that will give all that they have got to the Lord Jesus 
and sell out to the world, go on a past giggle, the place of confession and Christian beginnings, go on a path to the schools of the prophet that said back there with their theology, go on to Jordan to an open vision when they would cross, find that the living God still lives. That's our prayer, amen. I want to cross Jordan. I want to go beyond. I want to come to the place where I realize that God still lives. If God lives, then I will live, amen. Because God lives and he promised that if I, because I live, you shall live also. Let's become a reality. Lord, make the message become clear to me. To become personally clear to me because the real seeing, as we talk about witness, the real seeing is not seeing with your eye, with your natural eye. So we're not asking you to go back, says, you know, I want to see what Brother Banam saw. I want to see this. I want to hear, you know, what it is he gave. I want, I want myself to be, like I talk about the testimony of the brother. says, but I can hear on the tapes, Brother Banam is saying it. Yes, but it's still not enough. No, what, what, what enough do you want? We have a better proof of the word of God today than the proof that we had about the word of God when, when the disciples were writing because they were just writing, but they were just writing from what they heard. But now you have even the tape of the voice that is still there. How much proof do you need? How much proof do you need for something that is so real? You can hear the tape, you can understand, you can see what is happening, you can realize what is happening in that, in, in, in that meeting. What are the proof you need? It's not the natural. It's not the natural here. It's not the natural seeing. You need the seeing of the heart. You need the hearing of the heart. Amen. Because so many people can hear the same tapes, but they don't hear. They hear, but they don't hear. They see, but they don't see. But you and I, we can see because our heart can see. Because we can hear because our heart can hear. That's why we want to become a real witness from the heart. Amen. You might not be able to explain everything clearly to someone else. It doesn't matter how you explain it. What matters is it becomes a reality to you. You know, the brother I'm talking about the experience of that little boy. He had a kite, and someone else comes to it. How do you know that that kite is on the other side? And the little boy looked to the young man, or I don't know, the old man, whatever he was, and he told him, I, I know that the kite is still there. How do you know the kite is still there? Because I can feel the vibration. <laughs> Glory to God. God, I can't explain everything, but I know that I know because I can feel the vibration. When the word is being spoken, I can know that this is corresponding to what my need was. Lord, this is your word because I can feel, I can hear from my theophany. I can hear from the other side. I know where I'm going. Young people. Oh, may God make that more real. The more you are growing, the more you realize how precious this message is. Yeah, oh, I wish I gave it everything. I gave it everything, but I wish I gave it everything that I had when I was younger. Yeah. Because it's so real. Amen. Yeah, amen. Lord, give us an open vision like Isaiah. I would like, like to focus a little bit for a few minutes here. Isaiah. At an open vision, as the prophet says, 
says, when an open vision come, instead of exalting him, he said, he's talking about Isaiah. He says, woe is me, for I'm all undone. I'm in for it now, for my eyes have seen the glory of God. We can see the glory of God and we'll go around and say, a bunch of holy holers, people that's crazy. No wonder we don't get nowhere. Remember I told you, when I come down here, say something that will help people. See, we must reverence that. We must give it just every bit of respect that we can. When we see an open vision from God, speak forth and know it's the truth. You might think, oh, Isaiah was a prophet. Brother Moses and all of us, we are not prophets. But why do we need to have an open vision like Isaiah? But remember, the same process that Isaiah went through, it's the same process that you and I, we have to go through. It's not something that is only reserved to Isaiah. It's something that all of us are entitled to go through and must go through, no matter the conditions that you and I are in. I always like, as the prophet says, he likes Isaiah because he was one of the major prophets. He wrote the complete Bible, you know, 66 book, the complete Bible, he studied from Genesis to Revelation, studied in the middle, he talk, he's talking about John the Baptist, he's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, the coming, the first coming and the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Such a great prophet of God, such a mighty God, a mighty prophet of God rather, such a mighty prophet, God, mighty prophet of God. But you know that he had to go through a certain process. He had to go through an open vision experience. He had to go to an experience where he realized that he is nothing, completely nothing. Only God has to take the preeminence. No matter how great man he was, he had to go through the process of realizing that he has nothing to do about it. Only God should take all the glory and the honor. The prophet said that Isaiah had learning from one of the major prophets. And he, he says, I believe it was Zechariah, which is true, actually, which is very true. And we can all identify to that because I want that to take as an identity. I want a little bit to put a parallel between Isaiah and, and, and most, of, uh, most of the young people. Most of the young people. Just want to put a parallel between him and a little bit of most of the young people because, you, because we, we, we can relate to him. We can identify a little bit to him. Amen? Amen. We can identify to Isaiah because most of us, we are either from the message background or we are under good ministry, and which we are, thank God for that, or we have good friends like King Isaiah. Because we can all identify to that, amen? Says, oh, I'm a very, on the very good ministry, you know. Oh, I'm a, I'm a very good friend of John, Brother John, or Brother Maxwell. I'm very good, you know, I'm a very good, you know, brother. Brother Andrew likes me, and he likes me and everything. Oh, oh that's enough. That's not enough. <laughs> that's not enough. It needs to come to a personal experience for your own life. Whether you are in church, whether you are at home, whether you are at school, wherever you are, that's where it matters the most. What is your testimony where we don't see you? What is your testimony where people don't see you? Is God's 
testimony is still visible in your life, that's what matters. Let the word of God a little bit. Amen? Amen. I was listening to the family altar, and the prophet was just saying, always must have associate with good friends, Christian friends. Don't be associated with uh, all different friends because they will pull you down. Always associate with good friends. So, Isaiah had a good friend, and it was the king. Isaiah was a very good friend to him. Let's read in Second Chronicles 26 together. Screen is not working here, so I will turn. Twenty-six. One seven says. Then all the people of Judea took Isaiah, Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king in the room of his father, Amaziah. Notice, he was only 16 years old when he became a king. Many of us, I'm old, but many of you can become king at that age. Just imagine you're 16 years old, make you king. What wisdom do you have? What do you have? But he had a secret. He had a relationship with God. Amen. Listen to what the Bible says. He beat Elioth and restored it to Judea, Judah. After that, the king slept with his father. Sixteen-year-old was Uzziah when he began to reign. And he reigned fifty and two years in Jerusalem. His mother's name also was Jecolia of Jerusalem. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father Amaziah did. And he sought God in the days of Zechariah. Who had, who had understanding in the vision of God. And as long as he saw the Lord, God made him to prosper. Oh, I like that. As long as he saw the Lord, God made him to prosper. That's what the secret is. The secret, sometimes we, we don't understand sometimes what his blessing is or what his prosperity is. The real prosperity is being with the word of God. The real blessing is with the word of God. The real place of wisdom is only in the word of God. You cannot find the real wisdom where you can lead yourself your own life outside of the word of God. Oh, I'm thinking this. Oh, I'm happy. I can make my own decisions. I'm old enough. No, the only place you can find real wisdom is in the word of God. But when I'm related to that, remember Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln is one of the greatest presidents. But remember, he only had two books. He only had two books where he got his wisdom from, and one of them is the Bible. Let me encourage you, young people. You have one great source of wisdom for your own life. It is the Word of God. It is the promises of the Word of God. Amen. That's where you can find your comfort. That's where you can find the light for your life. That's where you can rely on because it is the Word of God. Amen. Says The prophet says, God blesses a man that will be true to the word of God. Now, he may not be popular, but he will be blessed. 
He will be blessed. You might not be the most popular person at school. You might not be the most popular person at work. But let me tell you, as long as you are staying with the word of God, God is blessing you. Amen. You don't want man's reward. You want the reward from God. You're not running from the natural crown of this earth. You're running for the uncorruptible crown of that God is going to give you on that day. That's where your aim should be. That's where your vision should be looking at. Amen. Praise be to God. Lord, I want to be your witness. Isaiah was seeking for the Lord in all things at the point that you became so great and positive influence to the prophet. You can be an influence to your parent. You can be an influence to the preacher. You can be an influence to the song leader. You can be an influence as long as your, your life is going along with the word of God. Yeah. Praise be to God. You can use your talent for the kingdom of God. Like I was telling you, you are a blessing to us many times because God has given you your talent. Those talents have to be used for the kingdom of God. Amen. Oh, praise be to God. Do you love him? I want to say what the prophet says. But the thing we want to do is make our life count for God. Somebody is watching you. The thing we want to do is make our life count for God. Oh, let it be the determination of your heart. God, let my life count for you. Oh, you know, with my preoccupation now, which I'm, I'm prickling you a little bit here. My preoccupation be, oh no, a good job, or this, no this or marriage or this let my life count for God oh my ambition is this my ambition is to have a permanent my ambition is to have this my ambition is to have a car maybe yes those things are good but let the one that is the most important let my life count for God because what is life? life? Life is just a smoke today, yet tomorrow is gone. But if I can be there for the purpose of God, work for the purpose of God, for the kingdom of God, seeking the face of God, Lord, that's where my desire is, that's where I want to be, Lord. Let my life count for you. Maybe you might not see the, 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 the immediate result right, right away, and you are not even living for the immediate result. That's not what you care about, that people will be praising you, oh no, you're doing a good job. That's not what I matters what it matters is you with God God I want to be pleasing to you I want my life to be counting for you father if I can stay I can put a little bit of time but when I'm says the ministry the success of his ministry was the prayer of other people for him Lord I can pray for the minister I can pray for my family I can pray for my parents let my life count for you yeah. oh may God give an open vision what I want you to say this evening, don't let Satan despise your youth. You can be God's witness from today and continue to be so. You can give your life to the Lord and to be a great blessing to many people. Don't let the message in Christ be only for other people. Let it be for you and for you. Amen. 
I would like to be getting a corner of the, what the prophet says. God removed king of the, of, the, of the thought that I would like to get here about the vision of Isaiah. God removed King Isaiah from King Uzziah from Isaiah as his absolute. Because, and the prophet says, sometimes God lets the very props be knocked from under us. Sometimes he lets sickness strike us. He lets disappointment, heartache strike us. Sometimes he does that's to get you where you would be influenced by the gospel. Be wise enough to catch it. Don't be stupid enough to walk away from it. Amen. I like that. <laughs> Sometimes you can have a friend, you can go through a situation, you can, you can go, I'm looking for this job, I'm hunting these things, and then God doesn't give you that job because that's what was taking you to, you know, just to draw your attention. It can, any, anything can happen. But anything can happen just to draw your attention from anything else and bring, back, bring that back to you so that you can bring that attention back to God himself. May God give us the wisdom not to put that aside. So Lord, it's not just, you know, but I don't want to be stupid enough to leave that pass away. No, God, let my attention be on you and you only. Oh, I've been on this, I've been on this, but it didn't work out. Yes, maybe to God bringing your attention to look back to him. And if you put your attention back to him, see the results and the consequences that are going to come. You'll see how closer you'll get back to God because God wants your attention. God is willing to give you the Holy Spirit more than you are willing to receive it. Just don't be stupid enough to walk away from it. <laughs> the very fact that you are here is not by chance. The very fact that you can hear the message this evening is not by chance. The only thing that I'm telling you, don't be stupid enough to go away from it. Say, God, I want that open vision in my life. It can be your witness. Isaiah, the influence of the parents, the influence of the prophet, the influence of the king of Zaya. But all that was not sufficient enough to the level that God wanted him to be. God brought him to an open vision. The Bible does not say how he died. But as I was looking, I was checking a little bit of the history. And they say the Jewish traditions, or the Jews, you know, the Jewish, they did the Torah. But they also what they write on the side of the Torah to give some explanation of the Torah. So they said, he actually was killed by King Manasseh because of that open vision. Because in that open vision, he declared, I saw the king, I saw God, I saw the Lord. And from the Jewish tradition, they look at this, but they said, oh no, but how, how can you see God and still live? You cannot see God and live. So you're a liar. And the same open vision that transform his life in the same open vision that brought him to the death. Let me tell you the same thing that you believe in. It might cause you trouble along the way, but it's still God's word. It's still God experience your life. Be so determined and convinced about the open vision to your life that you can die for it. That becomes a reality. That becomes something stronger than your own life. I can die for the message. I can die for the revelation of the word of God. It's more than my life. Then that's the point we can come to that God can use you. Amen. 
We always say, God, use me, use me. But he can use you only when you become so convinced of what God has given you. Then he can use you. The vision says, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. I trust that all you can see in the message. If you don't see the Lord in the message, then there's something wrong. If you don't see the message opening in the Bible for you, I'm not trying to belittle here this evening, just trying to a little bit to the word of God to challenge us, right? If you don't see the word, of, if you don't see Christ from Genesis to Revelation, then you are looking the wrong way. If you don't see God speaking to you through the message, there's something wrong. Come back to the altar, Lord. Let it speak to me. Let it speak to me. Amen? The message opens the book that you can read from Genesis to Revelation. In the vision, you saw the king with his train following a trust can bring you to that dimension. God is our king even today. Let him have the first place in our heart as we are sitting together in heavenly places. Let's go together in the book of Isaiah. Something that if you have time, go and read Influence. Listen to that message. Brother Banham has preached a couple of times. Just listen to it and, oh, don't miss that. Say, above it, verse 2, above it stood the seraphims. Each one had six wings. With 20 covered his face. With 20 covered his feet. And with 20 did fly. What he saw, he saw the seraphims, and those seraphims are the angels in the higher hierarchy. The prophet, he says, another place, they're not really angels, living beings. They're higher, says they were the one who offered incense and the sacrifice. You know, when you read sometimes the commentary of the other people of the Bible, they don't get the vision. You need the commentary of the prophet to get the right vision, because that's what matters, right? The, the absolute. It's just, it says, it's just a higher order of angels that makes the way for the sinner as long as there is a sacrifice. And these seraphims, especially these burners, had a special office. They stayed right in the presence of God. They are the same as the cherubims, and they were right in the presence of God. And I like that, 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 that illustration that he's using there. They are the same as the cherubims. I don't want you to lose you here, but I just want you to, to get a little bit here, the attention here. These seraphims, remember, the prophet says another place, these seraphims remember in the seven church ages how they guarded them gospels, one on either side. Remember, we took them back to the Garden of Eden with a flaming sword standing there. They guard the altar, says it in the influence of another of 62. I like the way he's putting a correlation between the seraphims and the cherubims. Says, you know, if you look at the, the cherubims, the, the four, the cherubims are sitting at the, who are, are around the altar on each side of the altar, on each side of the altar. He's making a correlation between the seraphims and, and the four living beings of Revelation 4 and 5. Amen? Amen? 
There's one of those seraphims, one of those seraphims, he says, they are the same as the seraphims, they were right in the presence of God. Remember, they are guarding them gospels. We know those seraphims are keeping the gospels. You let me tell you, if one of the seraphims there on him and is keeping that, 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 that altar, and on him he has the anointing of the eagle, and what is doing that anointing of the eagle, the same anointing of the eagle should be upon us. And the same anointing of the eagle being upon us, we should behave the same way that those seraphims are behaving. The same way that they're behaving, it should be our attitude. The vision that is being that is displayed to Isaiah is to show to Isaiah that you see what you see in heaven here. That's what you need to come to as well. It's not just something of the imagination. It has to become a reality to you too. That's the point I'm playing. Revelation 8, 4, 8. The four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within. The rest not day and night, saying, Holy, holy, holy God Almighty, which was, is, and is to come. The same representation that Isaiah saw there is the same representation that we see in Revelation. We know when the revelation, when it comes to that part, is actually related to the time that we are living in. What the time we are living in is the time of your open vision, is the time of your open door, is the time where heaven is open for us, the time where the book becomes an open book, is the time when the book becomes a reality. What should we be having? We should be crying as well. Holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. Not crying that in the same way that the prophet would say, I like the way he's saying, it's not when the, the angels are crying in the presence of God. Holy, holy God Almighty. They're not saying, holy, holy, holy God Almighty. They're shouting with the voice of God. Holy, holy unto the Lord Almighty. What is it to express? Because he's worthy to be praised. My life has to praise him. My life has to honor him. He's the only one who is worthy to be praised. I am nothing but my God is everything for me. Amen. But sometimes, what contrasts with us when sometimes we are in the presence of the almighty God? Brother Tony, I like the song that you're singing there, that you expressed to us. If we could learn, when we are in the presence of the Almighty God, Lord, let me to learn that uh, I can humble myself. Sometimes you are worried about your brother, your sister next to you. How are they going to look at me? How are going to be? How are they going to think about me? What? What? That doesn't matter. When you're in the presence of God, Lord, I worship you. I glorify your name. You are holy. You are worthy. I glorify your name, Father. I want that to become a reality, Jesus. Lord, I don't want to look on the side. I want you only. Oh, praise be to God. We judge. Sometimes we judge depending on how the people look at us. But look at how God is looking at you. That's what matters. It is fine that the world challenges us a little bit because we need to walk holy, holy unto the Lord. <laughs> Praise be to God. It's not only singing holy, holy unto the Lord, but it's also walking holy, holy unto the Lord. 
Lord, let my life be holy, holy unto the Lord. Whether I'm in the church, let it be holy, holy unto the Lord. Whether I'm at home, let it be holy, holy unto the Lord. Whether I'm at school, let it be holy, holy unto the Lord. Whether I'm in the supermarket, let it be holy, holy unto the Lord. Whether in my chamber, in my room, in my private room, let it be holy, holy unto the Lord. It's when the word of God becomes an open vision to you. Because holy, holy unto the Lord means you place God between you and everything. Anything that comes to your life, you place God. Anything you have to go through, you place God. Let God have the full preeminence. If there's anything that you can't place God, don't put there. Don't go in that direction. God, I have to make sure that you are there in everything. Everything put God. Amen. Glory to God. David says, I place the Lord always before me. Oh, praise be to God. If the seraphim, I'll be going quickly. If the seraphim had to cover their holy faces in the presence of the Almighty God, who are we? Them holy angels cover their face, holy angels cover holy face in the midst of a holy God. Then who are we? Daniel Curry thought that he was righteous to some extent, but when he came in the presence of that light, even his slight errors became so big in the presence of that light. That's why don't take any chance to keep any sin unconfessed. There's only one type of covering that can stand in his presence. The, leaf, the fig leaves that Adam, Adam used cannot stand in the presence of God. Being a messy church member is not sufficient. Only one covering is sufficient is the blood of the Lamb. Oh, the blood of Jesus Christ is all sufficient. Christ never died. Now I'm reading the prophet here. The blood of Jesus Christ is all sufficient. Christ never died for damn seraphims. No, no. But they were created beings. He never died for angels. He died for sinners. He never died for holy people. He died for unholy. As long as you think you are holy, you never done you no good. But when you realize that you are nothing, then he died for you. When you realize that you are nothing, then he was the one, you are the one or you're the one he died for in the influence of another. The other two wings, so he's explaining here, the two wings covering was for reverence, respect, and the other two wings was covering the feet, was humility, as the two wings cover the feet is humility. Let me give you an, an advice here, as the prophet is giving that advice, as, as a walk with God, always realize how nothing you are besides him. Come to the point to realizing, oh, I'm someone or something. Nobody cannot tell me anything. You'll fall into the error of Uzziah. Because he blessed God, blessed him, and blessed him tremendously. He came to the point where he thought that he could do anything that he could do, and nobody could correct him. And God was striking him with a leprosy. The prophet says, I would prefer even that leprosy than the leprosy of sin when you refuse to accept the word of God. Amen. Don't never come to the point where you feel self-secure that you can do anything. 
Saul went to the same error. He came to the point where he thought that he could do anything and even came and sacrificed instead of waiting for, for Samuel to come back. And he was rejected. Never come to the point where you feel self-secure on your own. Always realize that how little you are, that you depend completely on God. Never think that nobody can tell you, not correct you, or see, I know everything. No, you know nothing. It's only God. Amen. Oh, God, help us. If you want to get somewhere with God, make yourself real little. The way up is down always. Make yourself little. God will bring you up. He that exalts himself shall be abased, but he that humbles himself shall be exalted. Oh, my. Make yourself little. Always be little. Don't be the big shot. Be the little fellow. God is the only one among us that's big anyhow. Praise be to God. And the other one, the other two, the two wings. Catch it later. Give me just a few minutes here. The prophet says, the prophet, prophet shouted, Isaiah said, Who oh, is me? A prophet, a vindicated prophet, born a prophet. The quote already at the beginning. The major prophet of the Bible, he said, Woe is me, for my eyes have seen the glory of God. Look at that prophet, humble himself. A prophet, the man that the word of God came to, but when he saw a vision in action, he said, Woe is me, for I'm standing so close till I see the Lord's presence. Let me tell you, Isaiah was not a rebellious child. He was a very good child. He was a good child. He even was a prophet, prophesizing things. If you read Isaiah 1 to 5, 1 to 6, he's prophesizing things. He was already a prophet, prophesizing. But he came to the point where he had to come to see God in a greater way so that he can have a vision, a great, that he can have a greater effect in his life. To the point where God could ask him, who can I send? Send me, Lord. If I can ask you this evening, that's the same question God is asking. Who can I send? Who can recognize? Who can recognize that is nothing? Who can see the king in the message and forget about his own ability and say, Lord, make me a convinced witness? Woe is me is a cry of repentance. Repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Many people don't have a revival of the baptism of the Holy Ghost because they, are, they shortcut the prescription of the Dr. Peter. Repent first. Repent first. God is willing to give you the Holy Ghost than you are willing to receive. Repent first. True, sincere repentance bear the fruits of repentance. Amen. Repent first. God likes a heart that repents. God likes a heart that repents like David. God likes a heart that repents like Peter. God is not, don't be be ashamed to repent. God, I'm guilty. God, I made a mistake. Like we heard at the beginning with Brother Nathan. If you come to God and confess your sins, he's willing to forgive you. He's willing to take you up. He's willing to make you walk again with him. Don't be ashamed to come back to God. And say, God, I made a mistake, but I'm I'm willing to go forward. I want to press on God. Give me another chance, Lord. Take 
take, 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 the, take the sadness that I might have. The devil will try to use an opportunity to try to put you down. But you need to rise up and say, God, I made a mistake, but I want to move on. Give me another chance, Lord. After his repentance, then flew one of the seraphims unto him. Oh, I like this part. The power of the bleeding word. That, that seraphim came with the coal of fire. He came and put him on his lips and declared that now your iniquity has been removed. Yeah. Satan cannot point to iniquity anymore. Now it has been removed. Now you are a son of God. Now you can stand on the promise of God. Now you can say, Lord, I'm yours, Lord. I made a mistake. I made bad decisions. I've been struggling with these things. But God, give me an opportunity. I'm going to be your witness now, walking with you, Lord. Oh, says, when the call of a fire touched the prophet, making him as pure as pure could be, when the voice of God say, who will go for us? You don't need 40 days of penitence and penalties and here and there. And, you know, like the Catholic will try to do things on the flesh. And to, no, you don't need that. You just need the pillar of fire to come and cleanse you. Lord, send the pillar of fire to come and cleanse me. There is a cleansing power in the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let the fire of, fire of the pillar of fire touch our lips. Amen. Because when he comes, he's the one who makes the difference. Five minutes in the presence of that pillar of fire changed Moses for his whole life. He had 40 years of his life. He could relate to this, could relate to this. I tried by my own means. I tried to make a decision. Because the devil tried to come and point out to you, you know, it's not the first time that you hear that, you know. You make a decision the other day, but you still fell, and you still fell, you still fell. You're coming to the same things. But now you can tell the devil, you know, devil, I've heard it many times, that's for sure. But I know if I spend five minutes in the presence of the pillar of fire, I will be a different person. If I spend five minutes in the presence of the mighty God, I will be a different person. I will keep trying on. I will be going on until it becomes a reality. It's when you die to yourself that makes a difference. But Maxwell used the other time Samson's experience. The thing about the same line the other day. Probably the right place, the only thing place it says in the message, the right prayer, the right prayer rather. It's when Samson made, God, I want to die with the enemy. I want to die to myself. I want to die to my ambitions. I want to die to my flesh. I want to die to my lust. Oh, that you can have the preeminence, the right prayer for a believer to make. So what was the life call representing? God was showing the prophet that his cleansing power was the fire of the altar. God cleansing power today is not to recite a creed or join a church. It's the power of the Holy Ghost and fire that comes down and cleanses a man from all of his unbelief. Influence of another. I'm going to make a bold statement here. There is no fire on the altar from denominations. God does not respond by fire to denominations. It's only an altar because they don't have any altar. 
the altar has not been restored in denominations, but you and I, we have God's grace. The altar has been restored. Malachi 4 has restored the altar. The pillar of fire has come down. There is power for cleansing among us. You can be cleansed. You can be washed. You don't need to be a slave to anything. You can be cleansed and delivered. The power of God is here. Isaiah 1.18 says, Come now and let us reason together, said the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as a whole. God promised once again. After purification, God told him, who can I send? He cried and replied, Lord, send me. Send me to school. Send me to my house. Send me to my workplace. Send me, Lord. No matter the persecutions, no matter the hard times, I was maybe scared to stand my ground, showing that I can dress decently. People have been laughing at me. I was scared to show my testimony. But now, Lord, send me. I can stand on my testimony and say that I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. Maybe I've been a little bit shy to show who I am. But now I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. The word has been made real to me, Father. I want to stand for you. I want to be your witness. I want to show my color. I want to show on which side I am. I want to prove to the enemy that I'm an overcomer. I have the revelation of who I am. Oh, let that be a reality, brothers and sisters. The prophet says, Remember, on the job, on the job, how all the men laughed at you because you was a real witness. See how on the streets you are made fun of when you give a testimony. But that's a genuine sign of a real, true witness. God wants witnesses. Some people say, I testify in church. That's good. But brother, let your light shine in dark places. Where it's really needed, out in the edges, uh, in the highway, in the, bath, in, the in the ballrooms, out, down on the street. Everywhere you are, let your light shine as a witness. Notice that the fiery trial come on. Every man that witness for God will give, will have to go through fiery trials. Like Shadrach, Meshach, Abed, Abednego, they went to trials, but they stood their testimony. They were God witnesses. No matter what the enemy was trying to put on the way, we are not going to bow to the images. We are not going to bow to the beast. We are not going to bow to the pressure of Laodicea. We are not going to bow to the things of the world. We are going to stand as a believers. Amen. We are going to stand as the sons and daughters of God upon the message of the hour. God has raised the standard. We are going together with it. Amen. No turning back. No retreat. Going all the way. Praise be to God. And the prophet says, I'll finish with this. The next two set of two wings was in action. That's what the church needs today. First, be reverent. Next thing, be humble. Then get yourself in action. Do something for the Lord. Do something for the Lord, young people. Don't say, no, don't take excuses. I don't have.
have this, I don't have this, I don't have it. Fanny Crosby, she was even blind, but she gave what God gave in her and became a blessing forever until today we are still singing her songs because she didn't take any excuses. She did something for the Lord. Young people, do something for the Lord. It might be a podcast. Oh, I want to be there. It might be a play that you are planning on. Oh, I want to be part of it. Be excited to do something for the Lord. The enemy is doing things for the world. Now you be excited for the word of God. Be zealous for the message of the hour. There is life in it. Amen. You can die for it. Let it be part of you. That's my life. Do something for God. Amen. When God reveals himself to you, you go in action. You take God as his word. That's going in action. Do something for God in action. Draw nigh unto him, he shall draw nigh unto you. Don't think about, oh no, I have the different excuse. No, you keep going in action for God. God do something for you. If you are sick, just get into an action glorifying God, confessing his word, confessing and testifying about him. He will come into an action to you for too as well. You go in action for God, God comes in action for you. God comes always to back up his witnesses. Amen. He will not leave you alone. He will go with you wherever you go. Amen. Wherever you go, you might not understand, but he's with you because you stand for him. He will stand for you. Oh, I'm running out of time, but Lord, I've been struggling with this. I've been struggling with this. I've been struggling with this last. I've been this, but now I'm going to take you at your word. I'm going to make myself, oh God, available to you. I'm going to do something for you, amen. The word of God is real. I'm going to do something for God. Oh, maybe I'm going to decide myself. Oh, I've been struggling with reading the word of God. this, But let me tell you, go yourself into an action. I'm going to decide that from now on, I'll read more the word of God. I'll listen more to the tapes. I'll pray more. Get yourself into action, amen. Because the vision of God is for you to get yourself into action. Don't stay lazy, young people. Stay in action for God. Keep pressing on. Prophet says, that's what the church needs, get in action. We got too much form. We got too much world dignity. We need to get in action. End of quote. Don't be scared of making mistakes. You will make mistakes, but it's okay. I'm in action. <laughs> Don't me, oh no, no, I don't see any change. And well, I tried this, but it didn't work. Don't be discouraged by that. Be in action for God. Do something for God, amen. They asked one time, Naaman, you know, he came, he was at some point, I'm just going to tell this story. He came at some point, they told, he came to Elisha. You know, if I come to Elisha, Elisha is going to come down and do many things because I'm a big general, Naaman. But Elisha sent the servant, tell him that, you know, he needs to go to Jordan and let himself immerse seven times there, and then he will be healed. He came to the Jordan, he came there, he thought maybe, you know, I will go there one time or maybe the second time. But he stayed in action until the seventh time, then there was a change. You might not see this change the first time that you go inside there, but keep getting in action to go in the word of God. You will be clean. The 
promise is, you shall receive the Holy Ghost after this come. After this, the Holy Ghost come upon you, then you'll be a witness of me. Musicians can come. They were in the upper room praising and praising God. What's for? For the promise. He gave them the promise. They didn't see it happening right away, but they stayed in action. They know it had to come. There you are. They stayed in action, praising and blessing God for the promise already. Let's do the same thing this night. Get in action. Go to praising God till the promise is fulfilled. You've got the promise. But I don't see anything. I stay there until. I will praise God until. I will serve God until. I'm not giving any certain date, but I will stay in action until. I will stay in action until that thing becomes performed and fulfilled in my life. God has given me two wings as a eagle. I will stay in action praising the Lord as a eagle. Amen. I will stay in action for God's word. Amen. Brothers and sisters, what's seen happening these last days ought to put us in action. Do you love the Lord? Sorry that maybe I was... But uh, God is good. How many can just say, God, I want to be your witness? Just want to be a convinced witness. No doubt, nothing, no turning back. Just convinced witness in action for you. Glory to God. They start. Lily of the valley, let your sweet aroma fill my life. Oh, rose of Sharon, show me how to grow in beauty in your sight. Let me know your will. 
star shine down on me and let your 